0: is Tuesday December 29th. I'm Trent Rheinsmith, and this is another edition of the daily Come on Now MMA podcast and just want to apologize for slacking off here for a little bit but um, should be back on it. hopefully every day um, I'll do my best. So here's the show for December 29 and here are the topics I will. Discuss how promotions, managers, and fighters can try and bully folks who are in the MMA media. The potential for Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier 2 to be for the UFC lightweight title increases. And finishing up with things I want to see in MMA in 2021, today I'm going to discuss accountability and transparency in the official UFC rankings. And now, On with the show. Let's talk a little bit about um, bullies and MMA. Specifically, this is more or less related to MMA media. And not MMA media not doing the bullying, but the attempts to bully the MMA media. Saw a really good example of this with Dana White's video where he, I don't know, attempted to own quote-unquote, own the MMA media that criticized the UFC's decision to move ahead with staging events at the beginning of the pandemic without proper protocol and without proper safety measures. And the context and all of that was lacking, but it was clearly a message to the media to, you know, Stay in there in their lane and and not criticize the UFC and Dana White silly, stupid, small-minded, whatever adjective you want to use uh, to describe that video, none of which were or should be positive because it was just a waste of everyone's time, money, effort to to paint the media as being the bad guy in in that when the concern was for the fighters. But, okay, White can paint it however he wants. But, again, that's a bullying move by Dana White. When White points out media members and calls them names and tries to, you know, cut them down during his uh, scrums and uh, post post-fight press conferences are, are at any time, really. That's bullying of the media. And some people are going to... I, I think it's easy to be bullied by Dana White because his personality is just so big and his influence is so big in MMA. And if you're someone or work for an outlet who's needs to be or wants to be at the events needs to be as in video wants to be as in covering backstage or getting a seat cage side whatever if you're a media member that wants all of that well then you you do more more often than not have to play nice and be nice and that's a choice that people have to make i chose not to be nice or play nice but whatever so yeah there's it's understandable that white wants to and can bully some things some people some organizations just because he can and and because of access it's shitty it's childish but it happens the the as far as managers go which i kind of Had another run in with a manager um, earlier this week that I was accused of something that was, you know, blatantly false, provably false. And this manager just kept going in on it. And I'm not going to really discuss this any that part anymore, but it was trying to paint me in a negative light. Me specifically too. And uh, it fails because it's not true. And I know it's not true, and anyone with half a brain knows it's not true. Um, but the the accusations, I understand how that could wear on somebody, but I'm not I'm not somebody that's that's going to wear on, um, and I'm not going to allow that to happen. And so, you, I would advise people if they can, and I know it's not easy, um, to not let that happen. Don't let a manager bully you. Don't let a fighter bully you. Don't let uh, anyone involved in, in MMA push you around. Stand up for your rights. If you know where you were 100% correct, then you should push back. Because if you don't push back, well then someone like White or a manager with a big personality and a bigger ego is going to try and push you around and get you to do their bidding or at least play nice when it's not really necessary. And so what my issue uh, was, what, what stemmed from, was I wrote a piece for Bloody Elbow where I am a freelancer and that's my main, my main outlet other than this podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, that's mainly where I work. Uh, as a freelancer, independent contractor, and I wrote a story where I said that the UFC would be wise to cut Greg Hardy based that on his his pay, his growth as a fighter, where he is as a fighter, and that he should have never been signed by the UFC in the first place, place because of his past. I stand by those, and that was an opinion. And I stand by that opinion, and I won't change my mind on that opinion, no matter what a manager would try and do or, you know, paint me as a bad person. But I stand by that. And again, it's an opinion. It's my opinion. The article is marked editorial, so it's clearly an opinion article. And so you will get an opinion. Sometimes you will get a strong opinion, and sometimes folks will disagree with that. And that's fine. That's the nature of opinion writing. Some people agree. Some people will disagree. Some people won't give a shit. You're probably going to hear more from the people that disagree and louder from the people that disagree. And that's fine too. So you can tell me, and and this doesn't, I don't think this just goes for me, but I'm going to speak for myself here. You can tell me that I, you know, that what I wrote sucks. You can tell me that I'm wrong. You can curse me out. You can just tell me anything you want um, about that. You can offer an opinion about my opinion. That's your right, just as it's my right to offer an opinion on something. Where the line gets crossed is where false accusations are made. Now, if you try and damage my name as an, and I'll use this in quotes, MMA journalist or an MMA writer probably more accurate uh, or damage my reputation and that you can maybe affect my future employment chance chances choices options by trying to paint me in a false negative light which is what happened here well then yeah i'm going to fight back because that's not that's not an option you don't get to make something up about someone a, a blatant lie, and paint them as a terrible, reprehensible person. You don't get that. You don't get to do that. That's not an option. That's not free speech. That's liable. And yeah, if you try and ruin my reputation or my name, and I know some people make a joke about that, you know, what reputation, what name, even in a small, small way, I'm, I'm writing for a, a fairly large yeah. MMA site, so I have a, you know, granted, it's a small name, a small reputation, and I'm aware of that. I'm not under some pretense that I'm some kind of big big anything. I'm not. I'm just a dude who writes about MMA on, online. That's all I am. But you try and ruin my reputation and my name and my chances at uh, getting another gig anytime or getting a freelance gig because I am a freelancer, well, then you've crossed the line and I'm gonna fight back, and I think anyone should do the same. But to needlessly fight back too is not something that other that you need to do either. You don't need to fight back against everyone who te- who says your opinion sucks. You can make a dig at them, you know, make fun of them, do something like that. That's fine if you want to, or you can ignore them, which probably the better, you know. And then if it's on social media, you mute mute them, you block them, but um. Yeah. If you have an opinion, someone has the right to have an opinion about you. Someone does not have the right to try and bully you by making false accusations. That's all I'm saying here. So, if someone does that to you like has been done to me, you should, you know, stand up to them, figure out your options and then go from there. But you shouldn't just accept it because that's not good for it's not good for you, your future. Um your mental health, maybe even your physical health, if, if it bothers you that much, and it could, um, yeah, stand up to that person if, and uh, let them know that you're not someone that they can push around. So that's my suggestion on that front. Um, take it for what it's worth, but and it might not be worth anything, I don't know. Uh, moving on to what do I have here? McGregor and Poirier maybe being for the the lightweight title, and so Habib, you know, there's some questions as to uh, if the um, if what he said got translated correctly. His manager said that there was some. Fake news as to the translation on what Gamedov said, but the translation the first at first was that he believed that the winner of the McGregor and Poirier fight would be for the for the would be the champion, and and then his manager Ali Abdelaziz said no, that got translated wrong. I'm probably gonna believe the translation here more than I'm gonna believe Ali Abdelaziz, but. I'm probably going to believe a lot of things more than I will believe Ali Abdelaziz. Uh, Why would I not believe Ali Abdelaziz in this case? Well, one, he has a vested interest in this because if Nurmagomedov fights, he gets a chunk of that as his manager. If Nurmagomedov fights the winner of McGregor and Poirier, he gets a big chunk because it's going to be a title fight. Probably one of the biggest title fights of 2021. So, he has an interest in saying, you know, this fight could happen. He also has an interest in keeping, if McGregor beats Poye, keeping McGregor from the title because they don't like each other. And that's been established. McGregor and Abdulaziz do not like each other, just as McGregor and Nurmagomedov do not like each other. Probably more on the Nurmagomedov does not like McGregor's uh, on that side of that equation. Um, but I think I mean I think that if Nurmagomedov is retired like he said he was then that's what's going to happen here and that, I think that that is what should happen here. Now can they delay um things until after that fight? Maybe there's nothing stopping from there's nothing stopping from there's nothing stopping Nurmagomedov from saying to Dana White when they have this meeting before that fight, which is supposed to take happen, um, I need more time. Let me think about it. I want to hold on to the title and... Or just straight out saying, hey, I'm going to fight the winner and then holding on to the title that way. I think that's what Abdelaziz would want to do is uh, have Nurmagomedov hold on to the title, say he's going to fight the winner and wait and see who the winner is. And if the winner is McGregor... I'm, I'm sure um, Abdelaziz would want to see the offer. I'm going to say that Nurmagomedov, from his past statements, is going to say he doesn't want to fight McGregor. He doesn't want to give him the chance to win the title, especially not from him. Um, so maybe that's a tactic that that side of the equation takes and then says after the fight happens, hey, I'm going to relinquish the title. That could happen. Um but I just get the idea that Nurmagomedov is actually retired and wants to be retired. And if that's the case and White believes that, then I do believe that this fight between McGregor and Poye should be for the title. Do I like that? Not really, because I don't know what McGregor is going to do going forward. If he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao, well, then what does that really do? Then the title's held up again. So it's a it's a it's a it's a difficult thing. But let's not forget when Henry Cejudo retired, Dana White took that for what it was worth and the title was vacated almost immediately. When Nurmagomedov retired, White hedged and said, no, he's still the champion and I'm going to try and convince him to come back and fight again. And let's let's be honest here, that's strictly for Dana White's gain and the UFC's gain. So, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm thinking, if I was a betting man, I'm thinking that Nurmagomedov stays retired and that McGregor and Poirier will be for the title. And some people will say, well, that's only a week's notice or a couple of days notice. And I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's an issue, because the UFC has ESPN behind it. And once ESPN, if this happens, gets a hold of it and says, and, and, and White says, hey, this is a title fight, that's going to be a big story on ESPN, a huge story. And it's going to get a push. And even on a couple days' notice, much of the sports world is going to know about that. And they're going to, you know, the casual McGregor fans who weren't tuning in just because he was fighting, are going to tune in now because he is fighting for a title. I think it'll generate more if it's for a title, but I already think it's going to generate a lot just because it's McGregor. So it's interest. It's going to be interesting to watch, and and it bears watching. But I just get the feeling that this is going to be a title fight by the time the event takes place. Uh, one thing I want to do here a little bit in the next over the next few days is talk about things I want to see in 2021 in MMA and one thing I 100% want to see in 2021 is the rankings get cleaned up and that means the folks who are not regularly covering MMA or the UFC get removed from the rankings this is the official UFC rankings I'm talking about get removed from the rankings and that the names of who Participates in the rankings poll, get updated on the on the UFC website, and then along with that, let's go back to the transparency that was once there, and have everyone's uh, rankings votes displayed so folks can look at them and see what's what. Um, Because right now, we don't really know who's voting because there's names on there who have not covered MMA for a while. There's people on there who have asked to be removed and are no longer voting, but their names remain on there, and we don't know who's voting for what ranking. So that does need to be cleaned up. Uh, The UFC is using these things as as a way to matchmake and as such as a way to pay the fighters. So that's a big thing. Uh, Ideally, the media would not be involved with these rankings because it's a conflict of interest in that they do um, influence pay and matchmaking, and they are strictly UFC rankings, and they are not MMA rankings. That's a problem. But if the media members elect to stay involved with it, okay, that's their right. But we as folks who watch the fights and the matchmaking and the media need to be able to see who's voting for who and if these votes actually do reflect how everyone's voting because right now we don't know anything all we know is that there's people who vote for the UFC rankings and their names are listed that's all we know and that's not good enough that's I can't trust that and and no one should trust that. Transparency should be the goal here and it, and it needs to happen. So um, that's near the top of my list of things I want to see in MMA in 2021. It's not at the top. It's not the number one thing I have to think about that, but I'll get there. Um, And I'm going to cover this uh, whenever I can, whenever I think of something that I want to see. Um, And, talk about it so let me know if you're interested in what you want to see out of MMA in 2021 and we'll see if uh, we can get this this going in some way to have discussions about this uh, but for now that's all I have for today I will be back tomorrow with another edition I hope and until then everyone stay safe